Welcome to St. Martin's Church in Gospel Oak on this, the fourth Sunday of Easter, the 3rd of May. The readings for this Sunday are Acts 2, verses 42 to end, 1 Peter 2, verse 19 to end, and the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 10, verse 1 to 10. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I didn't grow up in the countryside, but being Irish, rural ways and rural life never seemed to be so very far away. In the 1970s in Ireland, it was still normal to see a TV programme showing the buying and selling of cows and sheep at a cattle market. The Irish soap opera was the Reardons, a kind of television archers. One of the primetime Sunday evening shows was One Man and His Dog, which I must admit to having a real soft spot for. And then there were the agricultural adverts. Even city dwellers knew more about bovine TB, brucellosis, liver fluke, listeriosis and foot and mouth disease than you could imagine. And these are just the ones I can recall from memory. In a country where agriculture was one of the major industries, you didn't need city farms to experience animals. Invariably, there was at least one country relative who could furnish you with that memorable, unbelievable experience of being woken in the middle of the night to go into the field or the barn to witness lambing or calving. Travelling around Ireland, even in 2020, you can see the remnants of this culture imprinted on the fields. And if you visit the west coast of Ireland, you will see small derelict farmhouses, which often give shelter to a particular type of hardy sheep. Windblown, scruffy, shy and wild, usually out in all weathers, but sure-footed and in tune with the exposed and bare rock, able to survive on little vegetation, and in all weathers. It's probably sheep like these that we encounter in John's Gospel today. The sheep that Jesus and his listeners would have seen roaming the hills were probably not the plump, snowy fleeced and, well, clean specimens you might find in a typical English field. And there are a few other differences too. When the shepherds brought their flocks in from the fields, they would have lived very close indeed to the average home, usually in a fold that backed on to the shepherd's living quarters. Many sheep were raised for the wool and milk they provided rather than being fattened for slaughter. Because of this, they often lived longer than they do today. They were known by the shepherd and probably by his family too. This is the reason why the sheep knew the voice of the shepherd. And these sheep were not herded from behind, like English or Irish sheep. The tradition was for the shepherd to lead the sheep out and for them to follow him, as he called to Annie who lagged behind. In this way, the shepherd scanned for danger and identified the good pasture for the flock. The loss of a sheep through theft or attack would have been a devastating loss to those families who were poor and had little to sustain them. A thief or a bandit was not merely a nuisance, but a real threat to a family's livelihood and, by extension, to the community as a whole. Living in the West, where it is easy to be detached from the countryside and the reality of our dependence on crops and animals, 
we run the risk of conjuring idealised pastoral images of shepherding and sheep. There are many images of sheep tending and shepherding that highlight its danger and violence. And there's a wonderful image from painter Peter Bruegel in which the sheepfold is under attack. The figure of Christ seems poised to move, ready to lead his flock to safety. In it, we can see from his expression that he is angered by the thieves. They break open the roof, destroy the walls of the sheepfold, pour through the gaps armed with knives and clubs, bracing themselves against the increasingly fragile walls to rend, tear and then to haul the frightened sheep to their doom through the gaps they have made. The shepherd holds one sheep on his shoulders, possibly injured in the attack, as the others gather in the doorway, every ovine face turned to the shepherd for help and guidance to escape the onslaught. The image is clear. Jesus is the one who defends and protects. Alongside the nourishment we receive from Jesus, who is the bread of life, and the way in which our lives are illuminated by Jesus, who is the light of the world, we are also offered the security and love of the Good Shepherd, who knows us by name and who leads us to life in abundance. The bandits come and take what they want, leaving a trail of destruction behind them. The voice of the shepherd is one which asks, invites us into this relationship of abundant life. When we think of our own lives in normal non-COVID-19 times, it's often filled with competing voices and it can be a challenge to make out the voice of the shepherd. Sometimes these voices are simply the background noise of a busy life, commercialism, self-obsession. Our loyalties are torn and our spare time is limited. We all have so much, too much to do. And then there is the sense of bombardment by different forms of media through constant access to email, through television, printed or social media, we are flooded by information and opinion, some of it undoubtedly good, but some harmful and divisive. When these voices are negative, they are like the bandits, they destroy our security and drag us away from the voice of the shepherd. They are pervasive and persuasive, making for a chaotic world, where it can be difficult to find the voice of truth and honesty. And there are other destructive voices, perhaps a little quieter in tone, perhaps voices that only we hear. These are the voices that can chip away at our self-esteem and undermine the good that we do. For some people, family and friends are not always the places where they find support, encouragement and affirmation. On the contrary, those closest to us can sometimes be guilty of negative and unhelpful criticism, which diminishes us and our God-given potential. But there are also the little nagging voices that only we hear that are generated from lack of confidence, shyness, or the feeling that everyone else is more clever, more successful, more attractive or popular than us. Left to grow unchecked, these voices make very real ruptures in our sense of self, just as tangible as the holes 
that the bandits make in the sheepfold wall in the image in the notice sheet today. Standing in stark contrast to this is the voice of the Good Shepherd. This is the voice that knows every single one of us by name. What an astonishing thing. God knows each one of us by name and we, in turn, recognise his voice. This is the voice of the one who loves us, who sees in us all that is good, all that is possible, all that is beautiful. This is the voice of the one who desires only for us to flourish, to have life and to have it abundantly. This is the voice that builds up and binds together. We do not have this abundant life on our own. It is God's gift to all of us. And to have life in abundance is also to live together well. Jesus means us all to have that life, to share it with each other. Just as the sheep live together in a flock, we too must seek to care for each other with love and compassion. In this difficult and stressful time, when we do not have the gift of meeting together face to face, my prayer today is that we may try to be good listeners for and to each other and to hold our St. Martin's family in prayer and love. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us at St. Martin's Church in Gospel Oak. The readings for next Sunday, the 10th of May, are Acts 7, verses 55 to end, 1 Peter 2, verse 2 to 20, and the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 14, verse 1 to 14. And we look forward to being with you then.